0: Session 7. Conclusion? No, we must keep repeating this with others. Session Overview. An African example. The terms disciple and Christian are related, but not quite the same. What does the Bible say about discipleship? Discipleship is grace, not duty. What are some marks of a true disciple-maker of Jesus Christ? What was Jesus' final commission to us? Some points to remember. Some steps to help foster and develop disciple-makers. Application Review questions Discussion guide for mentor and participant Learner Objectives At the end of this session, you should Be enabling others to be Christ-like disciples. Be identifying Christ-like disciples who are willing to mentor more disciple-makers. Be committed to enabling other disciple-makers to mentor more Christ-like disciple-makers. Introduction to Conclusion No, we must keep repeating this with others. Introduction Hal Perkins in Walk With Me insists to make Christ-like disciples. We must help our disciples Make Disciple Makers Fostering and developing Disciple Makers should be ongoing for healthy, growing Christ followers. Every Christian should be able to answer these questions. Who is discipling you? Who are you discipling? Please read Chapter 13 of Hal Perkins' book, Walk With Me, in preparation for this session. Session 7 Conclusion No, we must keep repeating this with others. This lesson is borrowed almost entirely from the section entitled Discipleship in the Africa Study Bible, NLT, located between the Gospels of Luke and John. Only a few modifications are made to apply it more generally to the church outside of Africa and to fit into this disciple-maker's course. An African Example A young Nigerian became born again, a new person, in his final term of university, and soon started Bible studies and discipleship sessions. He wrote to former girlfriends, asking for forgiveness for previous encounters and inviting them to share his new faith. After almost a year, a job opportunity opened up, but it would require giving a bribe to the human resources supervisor. He replied, I need a job but I cannot give a bribe because I would offend my Lord who has asked me to walk in integrity. A few months later, he got a job with an international oil company. Through this job, secured in integrity, he became successful in the international business world. His uncle and family decided to follow the Lord Jesus, who had caused a transformation in this young man. As a disciple-maker, he reared his children to exhibit the marks of discipleship they are now following His godly footsteps. It was not just the call to salvation, but also the commitment to discipleship and disciple-making that transformed this young Nigerian's life and created a family legacy of righteousness, holiness, and service to God. A disciple of Jesus Christ is someone who follows Him, receives His teachings, His forgiveness, His values, His worldview, His way of life, and obeys him. Christ not only wants us to be disciples, but he wants us to help others want to become his disciples as well. The terms disciple and Christian are related, but not quite the same. Jesus was very specific about the cost of following him. Discipleship requires a totally committed life. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Luke 1433 Then Jesus said to His disciples, If any of you wants to be My follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow Me. Matthew 16.24 Not all of Jesus' followers were able to make such a commitment. At this point many of His disciples turned away and deserted Him. John 6.66 Every disciple of Jesus is a Christian, but not every person who claims to be a Christian is a disciple. God wants all Christians to be disciples. However, many fail to become full disciples because of ignorance or because they are not nurtured in how to be disciples. Too often, our churches have focused mainly on evangelism and conversion, asking people to accept Christ as Savior and join a church. That is important, but we have not put enough emphasis on making disciples. Too often, faithfulness to church activities such as church attendance, singing in the choir and participating in a church group is substituted for total surrender to Christ, true discipleship. Without disciples, our churches will not transform our society. Making disciples is what Jesus commissioned us to do. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28, 19 Christian discipleship is more than being a Christian. It is about being a follower. A follower of Jesus Christ is one who patterns his or her life after Christ, seeks to follow the example of Jesus in every aspect of life, and obeys His teaching. Jesus said that after making disciples and baptizing them, we are to teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Matthew twenty-eight twenty. As we focus on making disciples, we need to examine how Jesus Christ made disciples and learn from Him. What Does the Bible Say About Discipleship? Jesus spent three years making disciples, teaching and training His chosen twelve and other followers. One of the first disciples to follow Jesus was Andrew. After spending the day with Jesus, Andrew was so excited that he ran to get his brother Simon Peter. We have found the Messiah, he said, John one40 40-42. The next day Jesus found Philip and said to him, come, follow me. Philip found Nathanael. Before long there were twelve men who left their jobs and spent the next three years learning from Jesus. The book of Acts is filled with the accounts of early disciples proclaiming the gospel, bringing people to know Jesus Christ, and then making disciples. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, where they strengthened the believers. Acts 14, 21-22 Jesus trained these ordinary men to follow Him as He established God's kingdom on earth. He taught them through personal relationship. They learned from His example. Jesus shared His life with them. They learned from His teaching. They watched how He related to people, how He loved them, how He had compassion for their needs, and how He healed them. He coached and mentored them to make other disciples and transform their society. After letting them see Him preach and heal, He sent them out to do the same. Luke 9, 1-2 He also chose 72 other disciples and sent them in pairs to all the towns and places He planned to visit. Luke 10, 1 The disciple-maker spends time with disciples in a personal relationship and teaches them with the gospel of spiritual maturity then the disciple-maker eventually sends them out to make more disciples. After his death and resurrection but before he ascended into heaven, Jesus commissioned the disciples to go into all the world and make more disciples, and he promised to send them the Holy Spirit to empower them to do this. He knew that if he was no longer physically present, they would need supernatural help. As promised, on the day of Pentecost, The Holy Spirit came with power on the disciples. With that power, Peter stood up and preached, and 3,000 people believed in Jesus. Disciples made disciples who made disciples, and so on, down through the centuries. Discipleship is grace, not duty. Why did the disciples leave all to follow Jesus? It is remarkable when you think about it. They hung up their fishing nets said goodbye to their families, and left everything behind. Matthew left his tax collection business that had made him prosperous. These men saw something very compelling in Jesus. They felt His love. They realized He could give purpose and direction to their lives. They were honored to be chosen by the Messiah. In Jesus Christ, they experienced grace, the undeserved favor of God. Why did the disciples leave all to follow Jesus? It was not because of a sense of duty or obedience to the law. They were not trying to earn salvation or earn their way to heaven. Discipleship is a love relationship. We are saved by the sheer grace of God, and we become disciples out of love and gratitude. We are attracted to Christ, and we want to follow Him and become like Him. After listing all His accomplishment, The Apostle Paul wrote, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with Him. Philippians 3, 7-9 What are some marks of a true disciple maker of Jesus Christ? The church does not have enough disciple makers. Perhaps it is because not many Christians have been nurtured themselves as disciples of Jesus Christ. Too often, people who become Christians do not realize they are called to grow as disciples. Discipleship is not something you learn from a book, discipleship is the result of a nurturing process. When one person pours his or her life into another person, it is a process that can transform church attenders into vibrant disciples of Jesus Christ. The call to the church is to make disciple-makers. A disciple-maker is a person who has been a disciple of someone else. What will it take for you to be a disciple-maker? What are the marks of a true disciple-maker? A true disciple-maker lives a life of holiness. Disciple-making is a sacred task, and those who engage in it should be holy. Disciple-makers call other people to a life of holiness. Disciple-makers need to repent of their sins. Jesus began His ministry by announcing, The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Mark 1.15 It is sin that keeps us from becoming true disciple-makers. But the good news is that Jesus Christ has won a marvelous victory over sin. He has conquered sin's power over us. When Jesus calls us to repent, He is calling us to a radical change of heart, to be new kinds of people. A true disciple-maker puts Christ first in all things. Disciple-makers want their disciples to see clearly what their priorities are in life. When a person looks at a disciple-maker, that person should see Christ. Paul, a good disciple-maker, told others to imitate him just as he imitated Christ. Disciple-makers should be models for those they are discipling. A good disciple-maker can tell others to, Follow what I do. True disciple-makers imitate Christ follow His example, and obey His word. When faced with a difficult decision or situation, disciple-makers seek God's guidance and ask, What would Jesus do? You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, Jesus said, John 8:31. A true disciple-maker seeks to know Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised Him from the dead. I want to suffer with Him, sharing in His death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Philippians 3, 10-11 Knowing Christ goes beyond the mental ability of knowing. It touches on your behavior, your attitudes, and your dispositions. Knowing Christ empowers you to accomplish the purpose of your life in Him. You get to know Christ by studying His Word, by meditating on His teachings, and by communicating with Him in prayer. We have a healthy emphasis on prayer in Africa. A true disciple of Jesus recognizes that prayer is not a substitute for obedience to clear commands for righteousness. Prayer is also being silent and listening to hear and understand what the Lord is saying. A true disciple-maker is a servant, not the boss. The task of a disciple-maker is not an honorary position. It requires humility. Jesus demonstrated a servant attitude. He admonished his disciples. The rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give His life as a ransom for many. Matthew 20, 25-28 Disciple-making is a service to the kingdom, and we must rejoice that we have been enlisted into this humble service. And we must rejoice that we have been enlisted into this humble service. A true disciple-maker is filled with the Holy Spirit and the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13.52 Often many who make disciples believe it is by their own power that lives are transformed. We cannot make disciples in our own strength. It is through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can make disciples. We are not in charge. This is why Paul said, I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it but it was God who made it grow. 1 Corinthians 3.6 Often this is not through signs and wonders, but through the daily quiet relationship with God and the Spirit. Knowing that Christ, through the Holy Spirit, is in charge, disciple-makers approach their task as a partnership with God. Consequently, when disciple-makers face hard times, they realize that they are not alone. They are in it together with God, with His Son and with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to believers. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, then they preached the word of God with boldness. Acts 4.31 A true disciple-maker bears fruit. Jesus said, Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. John 15, 5 and 8 Our job is to abide in Christ. And when we do, the Holy Spirit will produce the fruit. This fruit is the result of our being with God in obedience and trust. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control Galatians 5:22 through 23 disciple making or being a disciple for that matter is not for the faint-hearted a true disciple-maker counts the cost jesus said but don't begin until you count the cost for who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it if you want to be my disciple you must by comparison Hate everyone else, your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Luke 14 26 28. Jesus was using hyperbole, or exaggeration, as he frequently did, to stress that our love for God must take preeminence over all others. A well-known evangelist has said, Salvation is free, but discipleship costs everything we have. Jesus counted the cost of making disciples and paid the ultimate price. Paul counted the cost and said that everything that happened to him in prison has helped spread the good news. Philippians 1:12 12 12-14 Mature Christians should be willing to pay the cost of being disciple-makers. The cost of time resources, inconveniences, risk of failure, betrayal, and ingratitude. These should not discourage us, so we should be prepared for them. A true disciple-maker loves others. God decided out of love to send His Son. The Son, out of love, gave His life for us. If, as mature Christians, we have experienced the love of Christ, It would be selfish not to share this love with new and growing Christians. It is a Christ-like love that disciple-makers demonstrate when they invest their time and resources in disciples. Jesus said, Love each other, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. John 13, 34-35 what was Jesus' final commission to us? Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. We make disciples by bringing people to Jesus, getting them to focus on Him, and helping them to experience His grace and forgiveness. When we exhibit the characteristics of disciple-makers, and when we have counted the cost which through love we have decided to pay, the benefits are eternal. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, the fruit we bear by making disciples will also bear fruit, and those people will also go on to bear fruit, and so on. Through this fruit-bearing, the gospel message will pervade the whole world. Africans desire to leave a legacy. They want to be remembered for something they did long after they have departed this life. Do you want to leave a legacy? We will transmit the legacy of the Christian faith through discipleship. 2 Timothy 2.2 Many of us think eternal life happens in the future. The truth is that our new lives start with being called to be disciples of Jesus, and that calling lasts into eternity. Disciple-makers are those who have started their journeys towards eternity by living new lives right now and are calling others to join them. Here are some points to remember. All Christians are called to be disciple-makers. The Church should concentrate on helping people to be disciples and to make disciples of Jesus Christ. The Church has huge potential to influence society by concentrating on making disciples. A disciple-maker is one who knows Jesus, lives for Him, and imitates Him. He or she is a model that others should follow even as he or she follows Christ. Disciple-making is a holy but costly task. Through love, the disciple-maker is willing to pay the cost, even as he or she partners with God. As someone who wants a faith legacy, invest in disciple-making. By so doing, your life as a Christian will be remembered, even after you have left this life. Some Steps to Help Foster and Develop Disciple Makers Again, here are a few steps that Perkins offers to help foster and develop disciple makers. See, Walk With Me. Select. Watch and Pray for a Fast Disciple. Faithful, Available, Submitted, and Teachable. Invite. Invite a fast disciple to pray about transitioning from being discipled to formally making disciples. Model. When a fast disciple agrees, say, you watch me make disciples at our group. Train. As the fast disciple progresses, say, you and I can start a new group, but first you can practice with me in private. Coach. At an appropriate point in development, say, now you make disciples. I'll help by participating. Plus, I'll watch you facilitate. Then later we'll talk, and I'll give feedback. Family. Again, at an appropriate point in development, say, Though I will leave your weekly meetings, I do not leave you. I will invite you to a monthly meeting of disciple-makers. Repeat. You will look for fast disciples from your group, repeating the above steps. Multiply. You leave monthly meetings to start your own monthly meeting for your disciple-makers. Application 1. Read Chapter 13 of Hal Perkins' book, Walk With Me. Reflect on the question, Am I being discipled by Jesus? 2. Am I, with God's help, sufficiently discipled to make disciples? 3. Am I discipling my family? 4. Who are the disciple-makers in my church? Am I one of them? 5. What will happen if we don't help our disciples become disciple-makers? 6. Based on the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18-20, can I explain why normal Christianity intends that all be discipled to make disciples and disciple-makers? 7. Will I explain this to others? Who? When? 8. Will I ask some authentic Christians to hold me accountable for my progress in making disciple-makers? 9. Go to the Way, Truth, and Life videos and watch the Sufficient Grace video, 1908 duration, and continue to think about discipleship as a journey of grace with Jesus. Then, describe God's sufficient grace for you. Discussion Guide for Mentor and Participant Be prepared to discuss the following with your mentor 1. How have I grown as a Christ like disciple during this course? 2. How am I enabling others to be Christ like disciples? 3. What are the marks of a true disciple-maker? 4. How am I identifying other Christ-like disciples who are willing to be disciple-makers? 5. How am I identifying Christ-like disciples who are willing to mentor more disciple-makers? 6. How committed am I to enabling other disciple-makers to mentor more Christ-like disciple-makers?